0: It is 835. Total information AM continues and legislators in Missouri are gearing up for their next session, which starts next week in Jefferson City. Last session, several measures failed to reach the finish line, including bills on sports betting as uh, and the redistricting process took up a majority of time. So far, more than 500 bills have been pre-filed in the Assembly, with Republicans in the majority in both chambers. So what are the priorities for 2023? Joining us right now on the Quiver River Guest Line is Missouri State Senator Caleb Rowden. Welcome to Total Information AM.
1: Hey, good to be here.
0: Well, you are the Senate Majority Leader currently um, is the next step pro tem. How does that happen?
1: Yeah, next step's pro tem. I'll get formally sworn in. I, I won my uh, race unopposed uh, within the caucus uh, right uh, at the back at the beginning of November, right after the general election. And then uh, we'll formally be sworn in next Wednesday uh, when we start session. So that's it. Pro tem is the only constitutional office in The Senate, and so it's voted on by uh, both Republicans and Democrats. So that'll be a first day session formality, hopefully.
0: (laughs) All right. So as you start the new session, what are your legislative priorities for Missouri?
1: Well, you know, we we've been uh, talking through a bunch of that stuff. We met our caucus meets in the fall every year. Uh, We met right after the general election, and uh, you know, talked about a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of overlapping things and things that you alluded to, obviously that, that. didn't make it across the finish line uh, last year because of the redistricting process. Um, so we, you know, I think the, the CRT uh, parental bill of rights, kind of curriculum transparency, education reform in a, in a broad sense, I still think is a big priority of of uh, the Republican majority. Uh, uh, initiative petition reform, uh, trying to make sure that that we protect our constitution. We're not trying to take away the the voice of the people or the ability of the people to get their Uh, opinions heard through the initiative petition process. We just think, I think it's, um, you know, irresponsible that we've got uh, marijuana legislation and bingo legislation inside of our constitution instead of in our state statute where it belongs. So I think finding some ways to protect that constitution is a good thing. Um, I think the the, the transgender issues in in general are, are something that's not going away. I think foreign ownership of Ag land is something that we're going to take a look at and make sure that that, uh, you know, Missouri uh, farmland continues to be um, uh, Missouri owned as much as possible and certainly American owned uh, as much as possible. There will be other issues as well. I think those are the things that as we've started the conversation of, of uh, the overlap of priorities amongst the uh, majority, that, that that's kind of where we've landed up until now.
0: Um, you, your first priority you mentioned was CRT. Can you define for me what that is in your opinion, and is that actually being taught in any school curriculum in Missouri?
1: Yeah, we've got a no, we've got a number of instances where it is most mostly in in uh, the St. Louis County area. Uh, you know, there's some examples that we've seen that we have in our possession and in uh, in Boone County. You, you know, I think the the thing for me is, and, and I understand the sentiment that nobody knows what this is; it's not being taught in schools etc i think that the greater issue i think the greater conversation to be had is you know how much uh, accountability should parents have over being at one to be able to see what uh, their kids are being taught and two if they don't like it if they don't think that it's uh, you know something that's uh, reflective of, of their values should they have the ability to do something about that which is why i've fought so hard for um, you know for education reform in general because i don't think that only people who have money, only, um, you, you know, folks who have enough money in their bank accounts to say, hey, we're going to send our kids to private school. I don't think those should be the only parents and in, 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 in uh, reality the only kids who have the ability to have a, a quality education. So, you know, for me, it's multiple parts. It's, it's transparent accountability. It's not anti-public education. It's not anti-teacher. I love – I'm a product of, of the Columbia Public Schools and certainly am, am, am uh, proud of that. But I just think we've entered a new time where, you know, I think parents and even in Columbia, places like Columbia, that, that, that is a very pro public education town. Um, you know, I think have started to say, hey, maybe we, we'd like a little bit more accountability and transparency and, and some more options for ourselves as well. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's uh it's a broader topic than CRT. I think if you just defi- if you just say, hey, we're going to ban CRT in Missouri, I don't think that does anything. I think you have to, to broaden it to. Uh, you know really allow parents to to uh, have some some accountability and transparency into their kids process
0: uh, if we have time, I want to put a pin in that and come back to that topic, but I want to make sure we get in some other topics as well. But uh, we have had some stories about the expansion, potential expansion of Interstate 70. Uh, Senator Bill Eigel is suggesting using about $4 billion of the $6 billion surplus in the state budget to fund an expansion from four lanes to eight lanes between Wentzville and Kansas City. And I understand that you would not be supportive of that. Why?
1: Uh, well, there's a there's a bunch of reasons. One uh, is the price tag is not anywhere near reality. Uh, you know, so we don't four billion dollars wouldn't fix wouldn't fix what he says it would fix. I, I don't I'm not fundamentally opposed to the idea of using surplus dollars, um, you know, in some form or fashion to do it. Um, but I'm going to be honest with people about the feasibility of what I'm saying. Uh, and if what I'm saying is, is not politically motivated, but actually has it has the ability to get done. Um, you know, I, I do think one of the big problems is in any scenario where we're only using um, our dollars out of our coffers is that we are footing 100% of the burden of whatever we choose to do. What, if it's a $2 billion, $3 billion, $4 billion, $8 billion price tag, all of that is being shouldered by Missourians, whereas – uh, if you pay for it out of other mechanisms, the gas tax and other things that are already in place, forty or forty-five percent of that is is being shouldered by you know folks from Illinois and Kansas and Ohio and um, and a bunch of other places around the country uh, that use I-70. So I seventy. So I think we have to be honest about the price tag um, and and honest about saying okay if if we are going to go down this road, here's what we're getting and here's here's what it's going to cost. I think his mechanism. Uh, and I'm not faulting him, uh, you know, and, and I, I think that the proactivity of trying to find something to, to, to get that ball moving down the, the, the field is, is a good thing. It's something that, frankly, that we're thinking about on our side as well. Um, but, uh, you know, just to say we, we can use four billion out of six and that is and I-70 is going to go from four lanes to eight is not reality. It doesn't make the math doesn't work. Uh, the fiscal reality is just completely out of balance.
0: Okay, real quickly, before we run out of time, you mentioned foreign owned farmland. And I know that is a concern where you have other, um, I mean, it's not as if I don't think China, the government is buying land, but companies owned by China and, and et cetera. How do you how do you stop that? I mean, if a company comes to Missouri and a farmer is willing to sell, how, how do you rein that in?
1: Yeah, it's a good question and one that we're we're talking through now. I think that the, the the there was a bill a few years ago that expanded um the ability from 1 to 2% of of farmland in Missouri and and that that vote got you has been used uh ad nauseum in a bunch of campaigns uh, mostly lying as to what the actual implications are. Uh but but I do think there is a a new reality, a new political reality relative to China and relative, relative to us making sure um, you know, that we have a good feel for, for um, you know, who is owning what land, especially around military bases, which is something that obviously we've got a couple in our state. So we're, we're, we're working through that. Um, you know, there I think there are some mechanisms uh, to, to to clamp down on it. Some, uh, you know, to say that we're going to be able to just unequivocally uh, be able to track down every, um, you know, partner in a partnership or all these things. That's obviously a, a, a really, really deep thorough dive that, that um, you know, is a little bit more complicated than we realize. But I do think giving some certainty to Missourians to say, hey, look, we're going to make sure that our, our, our land is o- owned by Americans and o- owned by Missourians as often as possible is a good thing. We just got to make sure we get it right.
0: All right. Well, we are out of time, but I hope as the session continues, you'll be able to join us again to talk over some of these other topics we didn't have time to get to.